With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Be 
just by clicking on the link that's provided. It's really a simple one, and it's a simple concept. Uh, another meeting after the fact is another loss. And the reason why I thought of this is because we've had a school reorg here in Clark County, which Las Vegas is a part of, and Clark County School District just happens to be the fifth largest in the nation on its way to being the fourth. And that means we should have a lot of clout here. And what happens here has the potential to reach across the country. They just had a reorg. Now, some people say there was a lot of folks. Some people say not so much. When I think of black folks, how many people were there? Because if we had the largest school district in the nation, it would probably mean there's a lot of African Americans who go to the school district. And since a part of the school district reorg is to put some of the lowest performance schools, which typically are African American, and make them charter schools, and it was going to have the charter companies were going to have a six year commitment to these schools. Now, charter schools in themselves aren't bad, but they aren't necessarily good either. And if you looked at, had a chance to look at some of the stats of these charter schools, some of them had worse performance ratings than the schools that they were going to come in to take over. So what's the logic of those schools being taken over by these charter companies, which are performing maybe as good, a couple better, and some worse? What is the logic in that? And I thought, well, does it really make a difference if we're talking about this after it's happened? And then I went to another meeting this week, and it was a meeting talking about the closure of Jeffrey's Behavioral School. And if you're not familiar with behavioral schools, and if you don't have those, it's, it's schools basically set aside for children who are not getting along well in other, the general population of schools. And they're supposed to put them in these behavioral schools, one, so that the other children can learn unimpeded, but also it supposedly gives the children who have difficulty some special attention. The problem is most of these schools, the children don't do any better. So when they called for a meeting to talk about it, I got it in another meeting talking about something else that had happened. And so it was sort of last minute, but, you know, sometimes you just have to respond. So I showed up because you're not able to win the game unless you show up, right? Now, what I, what I, in the process, it was thinking, but I'm showing up to a game that's already been played. In other words, we're having a meeting to try to prevent something that the votes have been cast, uh, the votes have been tallied, uh, the meetings prior to with whomever attended have already been done, and here is the outcome. And I noticed that I was going to get another school meeting and another meeting in general about something that was already done. Title of our show today, and other meeting after the fact is another loss because for those who disagree with the outcome of whatever it was, and in this case it was the reorg of 
the Clark County School District, the fifth largest in the nation, with Las Vegas being a part of it, to getting rid of this particular behavioral school. Now, some people would say, well, why is this particular behavioral school important? And I'm not sure that it's any more important than the others. But it's the fact that we were having a meeting about something that we said is important to us after the action has been done. I don't see the logic in that, do you? And if you do, please call in and share it with me. Could you imagine practicing for a game after the game? You just lost, and you call for a practice. Talk about the loss after the fact so that you can strategize on a win for the next time, right? And that's okay. That's that's a good thing. But if but if you're always having a practice or calling for a meeting and a plan of action after the game, so to speak, well, that game is already played. There's a new team out there. Maybe there will be some lessons learned, but if you don't practice to apply those lessons the next time, I'm not saying it's pointless, but I'm not saying it's fruitful either. And if I look at what goes on locally, with this particular strategy, it seems to be a losing one. What I'm saying is, how about establishing a winning one? And to me, the winning one would be to practice for the game, before the game, or in this case, to plan for the action before the action, have a meeting to organize beforehand. Now, today's show is not to say how bad we are. And this could be for anyone. But it is to say, should we look at doing things differently? Should we look at doing things differently? I was talking to an assembly person, and we were talking about the different things that uh, the black electeds here in Nevada had accomplished, and a question was asked on what was expected. And then some people gave, you know, asked some questions. And during this, we were told that we could go someplace to find out what had been done in the legislature and was being planned to do in the legislature. I thought, great. And that is what we should do. We should find out what's happened and then find out what's being planned to happen. And then on the stuff that's happened, learn the lesson and then apply those to the new things that are coming up and make sure that there's things coming up that you want to happen. If you see something coming up that you don't want to happen, to have your meeting organized and planned to prevent those things, right? That's the winning strategy. Or at least it has a greater chance of winning planned before something 
and after it's already it's already done. And I thought about the many meetings that I have attended that talked about something that had already happened. <sighs> yeah, that's how I felt. Whew. And then I looked at the win. I could only find one win locally. I'm sure there's more. But there was a closure of an, a, a, a thoroughfare called F Street. And in this closure, it's kind of isolated the African-American community and limited their access to downtown Las Vegas, which is where everything's happening. And also limited access from downtown Las Vegas to what used to be called the historic West Side, which is where all the black people were originally. And there was community coalitions established, and ultimately it cost many more millions of dollars than it did to shut it off and to close it to down and open it up. Now, the good thing was there was a win. They got what they wanted after the fact. But looking at it in a more historical context, it's been like the only win after the fact. And though that was a big one, it was the only one. And it still cost a lot of money. Now, the good thing about it is it galvanized people and different groups and organizations came together to make it happen. But after it happened, they sort of petered out. Now, that was the end. So now, brings us up to the present. School, Rior, Jeffrey. Now, maybe it was a good thing to close a behavioral school because they talked about some things that they could do with the facility that potentially could be beneficial, assuming that it's done. But what got me was the contrition by the school board superintendent, uh, Pat Sporkowski, in saying, yeah, we shouldn't have done it like that. We should have, you know, there was different ways. And I like the fact that, well, at least we get apologies now. But I thought about all of the other apologies that we've had and how good people have become at apologizing. And it reminded me of that old saying. I would, remember we talked about this earlier? In other words, you do something that you think people may not like, but you've done it. Because it's harder to undo something once you've done it right. And then you can always apologize later. And that's what we saw. That's what, at least that's what I saw. I'd like to know what you all see. And so there was more policies, more acceptance. Some people were disgruntled with it, but it still didn't change it. It was done. And there were people who were a little upset. And the other thing that in this particular meeting on Jeff, the closure of Jeffrey's Behavioral School, and in some of the other meetings I attended associated with schools, was that there was a lot of people from the district, you know, the staff, the administrators. There was principals there. Uh, there were support staff workers there. Just mostly affected. So if you just didn't know any better, you were from the outside looking in, you would take a picture of that. You'd say, well, you know, it was, the room was full, a full house. 
But remember, we're the fifth largest school district in the nation. Now, Jeffrey's Behavior School doesn't cover the whole district, obviously, but it's a sizable number of people. And I think someone said there were about four to five parents there. So then it makes you wonder, is it that important of an issue, or do people just realize that, well, it's already done. What's the point of going? And then could it just have been a lack, a lack of, well, hey, just people being apathetic to win the race, so to speak. Oftentimes, you have to score the most points. You have to be in front. You know, you have to be in front if you're running. Well, I just see this thing that happens constantly of us having meetings after the fact. And anger. And then I wonder, does that cause more apathy? Because you go to the meeting after something has happened, which, of course, means that more than likely it's not going to be undone. And then when it doesn't get undone, does it give us, does it impact our psyche? Well, it gives us a sense of helplessness, a sense of helplessness. In other words, that don't make any difference. It happened, and it's going to happen, and there's nothing I can do about it. So we stop even going to those meetings. 347-826-9600. Press option one to talk. Because this is something that I believe is important, and it's a change of mindset. People talk about the presidential election and how they're not so enthused. You know, we had talked about this in some episodes before the election in, in the primary and even before the primaries about how people didn't really seem to be excited. And one of the good things about having Donald Trump in the campaign initially was that he did bring some excitement. Bernie Sanders brought some excitement. Well, the Republicans selected their excitement guy, and the Democrats selected their, well, kind of status quo person. And there's so many people that dislike the excitement guy from the Republicans that has turned people off, and there's so many people from the Democrats that the establishment candidate just doesn't really turn them off. Well, if you got people turned off and people not turned on, that takes a lot of from the electorate, a lot of people not involved. And then when you look at the commercials, I don't even look at them anymore. First of all, I've seen them, and they come on back to back. So maybe it's, I sometimes I feel a little, I feel a little turned off. Just think that I think the powers that be know that when it comes to certain communities, and especially the African American community, do it and ask for it's better to do a thing versus asking for permission because you can always apologize later. We have to change the mindset on those that represent us. And when I say those that represent us, I'm not just talking about the black politicians because locally, if if it's a school board vote, there's only one. So you have to change the mind of other people because even even if you can get that one school board trustee, I think there's six, uh, six or seven others. With the city council, there's six or seven others. With the county commission, there's probably 
six other or seven other. If you look at the legislature, well, the black electors are a small group of the Democrats, and then of the Democrats are a smaller group than the Republicans. So if you only go to the one to help you, they haven't been able to help you because just the system, one versus six or seven. So you have to look at our strategies in this. Do we need to change our strategy? I suggest that we do. Someone says, well, Rodney, what do we do? I says, well, one thing is we need to look at what it is and who it is and determine are they in support of us and should we support them and what do we need to do to get them to be in support of us. So, And, and that's just a basic thing, but that's important. The other thing is you have to, you just really have to know the issues. And you have to show up with a plan. Or if it's before, then organize to develop the plan. I, I guess sometimes, you know, I get a little frustrated. And I look at the time that these meetings take. And the other interesting thing is most of the time I see the same people there. We know each other. We say hi. Regardless of which side we're on, you know, it's the same people that show up. If we want different outcomes, we have to do things differently. At least that's how I see it. How do you all see it? The name of our show was a simple one today. Another meeting after the fact is another law. What do we have to do to get ahead of this thing? These things. We have an election. Early voting starts here in Nevada in a couple of weeks. Uh, about three weeks. Uh, you know, we've already had the mail-in and absentees coming through. A good bulk of the African-American vote is uh, the early vote, how are we going to vote? What issues are we going to vote for? Is it person and personality or is it issues? I believe it should be issues. And who's carrying those issues that we want? Because after the election, regardless of which candidate wins, if we have a meeting to talk about how it should have gone and how it will impact us. I'm saying we don't need to have the meeting, but the election will be over. Let's say, let's say that for African Americans, the candidate that it would be the traditional one, the Democrat, let's say that candidate lost. And let's say the other candidate wins. And we say now that we don't expect anything from that candidate. And we're not going to engage that candidate. Well, if we don't engage with that candidate, then will it be four years of just suffering? Now, let's say the candidate that African Americans most vote for is the Democrat wins. But we didn't tell that candidate or get that candidate interested in our issues, when that candidate wins, 
Does that candidate owe us anything? Will that candidate do anything for us? Will we have meetings after the fact to say, hey, this is what we want you to do? The reason why that's important, because other people, other groups and organizations already had that meeting beforehand, already got those commitments beforehand, and usually before we get a say, the promises made are probably going to be kept to everyone else. And then if there is room for us, we might be able to ask for something and get it, or maybe something that benefited someone else. We might get a little trickle down. The title of our show is Another Meeting After the Fact. There's another loss. Let's organize. Let's plan. And then let's execute beforehand. Well, this is another episode of Our Own Voices Live. Uh, the title of our show today was Another Meeting After the Fact is Another Law. I suggest we meet beforehand and have some wins. My name is Rodney Smith in the air chair today on behalf of Our Own Voices Live and my co-host, Angela Thomas. Thank you all for listening to us. You can go to Our Own Voices Live on Facebook and comment. I would love to hear what your successful strategies have been when you have organized after the fact, because I know that it will still happen and we need to prepare for that. So how we can have, turn them into some wins. Maybe it won't be all of them, but it will be more than none of them. And if you have successful strategies that you all have used beforehand, how did you do it? How did you get the people to come out? How did you communicate with them? Whatever it is, any idea, no matter how big or small for that matter, look at our own voices on Twitter. I'd love to hear from you. This is Our Own Voices Live. It comes to you every Saturday at 12.30 p.m. on the West Coast. That's 3.30. For those of you on the East Coast, thank you for listening. I'll see you back here next week at 12.30 p.m. on the West Coast, 3.30 on the East. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.